Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today to have another interview with one of our favorite actors who we haven't had on the podcast since 2018, way too long. But Giles Panton is here. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah. Can you believe it? That was November 2018 was last time. What were we talking about back then? Was that, I mean, <laughs> was that like, was that Godwinks or was that yeah. Peak or what, that was Godwinks? We yeah. talked a lot about Godwinks on there nice. and your, your uh, friendship with Paul Campbell and all that fun that stuff. Guy. I love that. Yeah. 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 But you were kind of the king of Christmas 2018. That was five Christmas movies in one year. That, yeah. was, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was some laurels for sure. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and then you haven't done one since. Did it just like, did you have Christmas burnout? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've done lots of other stuff since, but yeah, no, it was, it was almost like I, I had my Christmas quota and now it's got a refill or yeah. something. I know we need to get you back. Yeah. So how you been <laughs> three you know years? How with the caveat these days of all things considered, I've been very well. I've been oh, doing well. Yeah. yeah. So what was 2020 like for you? And obviously quarantine everything, but as a voice actor. Yeah. That must have been an interesting situation for you because I think I remember you saying that you had like a vocal studio kind of set up. I do. I have a voice booth at home. Yeah. Um, I used it a bit during the pandemic, but to be honest, the voice industry only shut down for about a couple of weeks to a month because mm-hmm. they they don't have as many people involved as when you're on set. I mean, the animation side of things, I'm sure they had to make some adjustments, but I was only off of work for a month with voice work and then I was back. I, I'm in a big Lego, well, a couple of Lego series right now. I got some Marvel stuff going on. I have some other things going on. And it was, um, interestingly enough, last year though, it got quiet for a little bit, ended up being one of the busiest years of my career. Yeah, I bet. Well, yeah. that's why I've been telling people 2021 is gonna be an incredible year for animation because all of these uh, these animated films have been working on at home. It's one of the the only uh, uh, mediums of film that have been able, were able to pretty much go practically unabated. Yeah, I and, think it's uh, a bit of an animated renaissance, actually. I mean, even shows like X Files were looking to do a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, 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 and even um, there was um the Blacklist. They 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 did their finale of their season animated because they couldn't finish it really so yeah that's what i that's what i was told yeah really like with Mm -hmm. james spader Mm -hmm. well he's a very good voice actor so yeah yeah that makes sense speaking because i just watched i did that that chronological uh, chronological run through of marvel he was so good as ultron i love him Mm -hmm. he was so good as ultron underrated Um, uh, villain i would say uh but yeah so so did you do a lot of stuff in your home booth or did you I able to just go into the studio. I only had one project from home and then all the rest was in studio because we, we were really working hard to keep the studios functioning here also just because we wanted to keep them afloat because they've there. I mean, we're, we're all friends. Sure. But, uh, but no, they the main difference was it was only one at a time. Whereas in the past we do for a show like I mean, I'm I'm I voice Iron Man now, which is amazing for a chunk of their cartoons. They have there's several different Iron Men out there, I guess. But uh, um, yeah, we would. For a show of that size, we'd have like 10 casts in the booth normally, and we'd all play off of each other. Maybe- oh, you group cat, you group record. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. So it was a huge dynamic. And then when we uh, when we went f- with the pandemic, they went to solo records, which is a lot more like the feature film records for animation, but it, you lose a little bit of that, um, I don't know, camaraderie feel. So I, 
I'm very happy that I got to keep working, but I miss them. I miss, I miss my colleagues. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Though for film, I mean, I got to, I, I had some very cool projects this year also, and we, they're very safe there. So I did get to see people just with masks on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And shields and everything. And, uh, mm -hmm. but what is your favorite part about voice acting and coming up with a voice? Oh, wow. I think it is just, it's the no holds barred aspect. Like I can, I'm a pretty hyper guy, to be honest. So normally before I do an interview like this, I'm like, okay, sit down, <laughs> breathe for a little bit. You're going to scare them otherwise. Uh, and, and, but when I'm doing a cartoon, I can just like unleash the beast and go nuts. So like I, I won an award um, this year or last year for a different Marvel character I did, which was just, he was just like nuts so far out there screaming yelling doing all this stuff um just i i love that or on the opposite side when i get to play like a really cute little monster or something it's just these things that i'm not going to do on film like unless unless i'm doing some kind of crazy performance capture for a movie where i'm playing a monster or something the, the odds of this happening are very low so i get to i get to do all the crazy voices that i did in elementary school that got me in trouble but now I can get paid for them basically. So well, we encourage you to let go here on the podcast. <laughs> Don't hold back. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I saw that you voicing Iron Man. Yeah. How cool is that? It's amazing. Uh, I feel like when I I I have it's hard to put into words. I feel really, really honored, really excited. And like at the same time, terrified. I'm like, oh my God, I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're, they're really cool about the way they did it. Cause they're like, look, we do not want you to match Robert Downey Jr.'s voice, but we want, they, there's just, there's obviously there's a similar energy when it comes to Iron Man. So I got, I got some of my own freedoms, but it was, I mean, it's, it's been really, really cool. And I, yeah. uh, I cannot wait to buy my toy. That's all I'm saying. So when you watch the MCU, are you, are you like team cap is lame? No. <laughs> Because you're not team Iron Man. <laughs> um, that's really funny. No, I, I, I just love the franchise. I did, that's funny. That didn't even come up for me as I was watching it because I just did that rewatch like, in the last month. Um, oh, your heart is so pure. <laughs> I was just loving it. I'm like, ah, like just loving, yeah. loving the whole the whole thing. And like, yeah, I did. I definitely had moments where I was sitting on my couch and I was like, I get to voice this. I get I get to voice this guy. Like, what the? Oh my gosh. What the? Yeah. <laughs> I think that Robert Downey Jr. is probably the best actor of at least the main group. He is amazing. He's I mean, so the good. Breadth of work, like he has done so many great movies, and I mean, even his, even his survival story in a lot of ways, just how he, yeah, um, he burned out hard when he was young. But Hollywood, ugh, child actors, man, I, for them to survive in that industry, it's whew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's some, I mean, that's the thing about the, the, like people can not like dislike whatever, if they don't like the MC, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't think anybody can deny that the casting oh, has been incredible. It's been fantastic. And just the name I mean, they've gotten. I mean, you get, you get Anthony Hopkins involved in like, you get unbelievable. These, like, pfft, I mean, just so many, so many amazing <laughs> actors. Sometimes yeah, I mean, they've only had to recast scene. twice. That says something. Yeah, or like Matt Damon shows up for one scene. Oh, like, gosh, it's no. like <laughs> But he's coming back. Did you hear that? In the for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, he's coming back, Matt Damon. In the Thor, Love, and Thunder? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Marvel's putting down big roots in Australia right now, actually. 
Yeah. Not even just, I don't think it's just going to be a cameo like in Ragnarok. I think it's going to be like a real role. Well, I hope which... he's playing the same character. I hope well, he's yeah, playing, yeah. I hope gonna he's playing the actor who played Loki because that would be amazing. <laughs> I love the Ragnarok. I thought it was so funny. It was so much fun. And just all the all the nods to like 1980s amazingness. And yeah, uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. It supplanted Guardians of the Galaxy as my like sort of nostalgic favorites of uh, the MCU. Like I still like the original Guardians of the Galaxy, but I wasn't a huge fan of the sequel. And uh, and so, yeah, Thor oh, Ragnarok. Oh, they're hiding because, I mean, uh, Chris is down there. Chris Pratt's down there shooting. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, well, because where, where they left it off, that they kind of flew yeah. off together, right? So I right. guess we're going to follow that adventure. I mean, the next Thor movie is also kind of the next Guardians movie, I'm assuming, in, in some ways. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. They, they and, seem really tied together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so excited to get the Eternals. It's going to be amazing. That, I have to say that, I mean, what they have done with that universe is very, very, very impressive. It's, yeah. uh, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? When I mean, when when Iron Man came out all those years back, it was fun, but like, who would have thought it, this franchise would turn into that juggernaut? But even back then, they had the vision. Unbelievable. I mean, Kevin Feige is incredible. He... Well, I mean, what he's doing with WandaVision right now. Uh, amazing. I, mean, I, I just... I, I, but like, it's Friday, so I have to watch it today because I'm, I'm avoiding so Twitter. I am avoiding Twitter because why? <laughs> why do people, like, they watch it and they're like, here's everything I just saw. I'm like, why You're so, you like, that? jacked up. You're so excited because it's I know, such an amazing and I, episode. And then you're I like, ah. So you have to... You have to use all your self-control. But it's also because I think we're all locked up at home. So everyone's like, I want to connect with somebody. So I totally get it. But I'm like, Fridays are no Twitter day for me. Because I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know what the spoiler might be. Some actor's name is trending. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, no. (laughs) That's why you got to have your like designated show buddy who like watches at the same time as you. That You can be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 No. I. I. Um. I. Is it eight? Is today the last? Is it the series? Uh, the season finale today? No. Next week. Oh, I thought it was, but there's there are nine, nine episodes. Hey, switching yeah. it up. I like it. Incredible. It's so good. I. Absolutely... I mean, you know what? This we. I'll say this. Thank God for all of the television that has been made because we just went through the largest consumption of media in <laughs> history. I believe people just devouring shows. So, I mean, it's a, it is a, if there was ever a time to highlight like one of the importances of the arts, this is a, we we help keep people sane during this time. I so agree. There were so many shows that, because I'm not normally a TV person, I'm a movie person, uh, but yeah, there were a number of shows that kind of got me through the year. It was rough. And uh, shows like I Loved McMillions. Oh, I haven't seen it. Uh, that was such a good docu-series on um, HBO Max. I highly recommend it. You know what? HBO is, oh, they yeah, are. They're crushing it. They're, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and there were so many good ones. I love Bridgerton. It was very well, there's more, I mean, there's, 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 there's more, there's more shows than there are hours in the rest of our lives. Yeah. To watch right now. No, it's true. So there it's, uh, it's unbelievable. My friend, Austin Burke, who is a YouTuber who covers streaming, the man like do you ever sleep <laughs> he has so many shows he has to cover it's crazy yeah that's a crazy job YouTube. and he can't even do them all well but even that just even having a even having a youtube channel like those guys can't take a break no, i mean they, they, take, I they take a week off and they lose half, lose half their audience 
I know. Unless they're like the super established ones and it's like, fine, go for it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and Hallmark's been right there with it as far as our podcast. And I mean, the fact they pulled off 40 movies last Christmas is just well, like. I mean, Hallmark, the fact that Hallmark is is like grabbing cable audiences like nobody's business, <laughs> really impressive in yeah. this time when everyone's going streaming. So I have to say like, Good on you, Hallmark. Also, I love the new CEO. I, I love And She's her. awesome. Yeah. I, I hope we get an interview her someday. If you're listening, Wanya, come on the podcast. I'm we really would love it. Enjoying what she's doing with um, yeah. yeah. So you also, not that we have to stay in Marvel for forever, but you also have voiced villains in yes. Marvel, Norman Osborn and Carnage. That so is like, the award for. So is that like fun to kind of do the that heroes was, and then also be like sniveling and be your villains? Yes, it's so much fun. Like I said, I mean, that I like there is something delightful about playing villains. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's the exploration of all aspects of humanity uh, in some ways, because I don't like to make I don't like two dimensional villains. I don't like where it's like I am just pure evil. Like, no, I like someone. I like it when they have multiple dynamics. They're they're fil- they're there's pain that motivates their evil or there's, or there's, mm-hmm. or there's, there's some fractured psychology or whatever it is, but no, that, that Norman Osborn, cause it wasn't just Norman Osborn. It was Norman Osborn who had been so badly beaten by Spider-Man that it had fractured his psyche and he thought he was Cletus Cassidy. So mm-hmm. he locked up in an insane asylum thinking he's one of the worst serial killers in history. So I got to play Norman Osborn thinking he's this, this Southern serial killer who then gets taken over by Carnage and I voiced Carnage. So it was like this, it was like this, what, what? So it was just, it was wild. And yes, no, I mean, it was, it was delightful. Um, I was exhausted at the end of that record though. I, I was literally, I don't know if you've heard any of it, but I was on the ground. I, I was like a puddle. I could barely move. And then later that day, I had three more auditions, including a callback where I was meeting the executive producer of Batwoman. I was so tired. I can't believe I still got that role. Like yeah. I, I ended up shooting a couple episodes of Batwoman, but uh, but like I was, I that Marvel the the Norman Osborn um, is probably the most exhausted I've ever been after a cartoon. I put a lot into that character. I'm like one of two minds as far as layered villains because yes, I like layered villains, but I also don't feel a need to get like some some like sympathetic backstory to every single character like i miss the dishy campy over-the-top villains of the past like i love like cruella Deville, and the fact that they're doing a prequel we're getting her like backstory is super grown worthy to me i have no interest in that at all um i i love like maleficent i love i mean these just like dishy over the top fun villains and I'll tell you, I'll tell you that in there, and I don't necessarily mean that they in three-dimensional that we have to like see their poor childhood, but like yes, I, I guarantee, exactly. I guarantee that the actors who are playing those characters are adding layers in there that we're not aware of to mm-hmm. make them still dynamic and interesting, even if they are just like like, <laughs> yeah. like nothing redeemable about them. And but I do agree. I like I I think there is a there is a there is a certain chunk of my heart that loves the like just irredeemable like irredeemable bad guys where it's yeah. like no no there is nothing there is nothing there's there's nothing uh, uh um that's gonna bring this one back yeah it's like tarkin on star wars he's like blowing up planets and stuff like that 
to me. You need some of that. And I, I, I just feel like everyone's trying to be Thanos. That's like the thing. And so we've got to have this like sympathetic villain oh, that we funny. understand. And yeah, so. no, I, uh, I, I, I do me. I, yeah, I just, I think I meant it more in the aspect of like, if they're just one note, the performance. Like, yeah. Like a one noted bad guy. I just, yeah. that's boring. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it has to be, it's a tricky, it's a tricky thing to pull off. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, there's something delight. there's something delightful. Like I played um, for a different cartoon. I got to play this absolute brat of a psychopath. Like this, mm-hmm. like the, the, he was so spoiled through so spoiled that like he had zero conscience, zero empathy and narcissism to the max this yes. like, complete brat bad guy like it was delightful because he's also like a like impe- like impetuous and like just like childish like man like it was i don't know there's something yeah. fun about those guys yeah really i i love it i love it i mean i love both it can both be done well and terribly Absolutely. uh so i i just miss especially with disney i miss we haven't had a true villain from disney since mother gothel and I need it. Yeah, I can't think of because like Hans, surprise villain, Zootopia, surprise villain, um, Big Hero Six, surprise villain, Wreck It Ralph, surprise villain. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, you, know all... you know what? Just a monolithic bad guy. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been since Mother Gothel. Who was Mother Gothel? Entangled. Oh yeah. Oh, that Mother was knows movie. best. That's a great movie. It's wow. So good. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. They're nowhere. No, no, no MCU. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, well, Star Wars, but that. I mean, that's not really. That's kind of Disney now. There's, there's been some pure. But even Star Wars, they like redeemed Kylo Ren, which they well, did Vader as well. So Kylo you know. was, yeah, it's a Vader arc, but like the emperor, the emperor. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, but still, but still, no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that we had to sit here and think for like four minutes <laughs> means there's not a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. You get them in video games. Oh yeah. There's some yeah. really cool bad guys in video games, uh, which are very fun to voice as well. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. So, so you were on Chesapeake Shores, and I'll have you know that we called you Mr. Waffles. Yes, the Waffle King. Awesome. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Waffles. I love the memes that came out of that, and the and the and the the, the yeah, everything was great. So you, do you prefer waffles or pancakes? This is the big question. Oh, wow. You know what? Pancakes are easier to make, but I prefer waffles mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of the variety of what you can do with them. They got little catch pockets. <laughs> hold on to my maple yeah. syrup. I can stick berries in them. You can uh, put like chicken whole... on them. Chicken and waffles. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I have never done chicken and waffles. It's so good. I've never done it. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah uh though i said did, did kfc make a wa- a chicken and waffle sandwich who was I, it I, I think i recall that yeah somebody did something crazy <laughs> no i think waffles are also the fact that you can like caramelize a waffle in the way if you crisp it just right like i i think waffles are superior mm-hmm. but pancakes are easier to make yeah but i think it would have been a big seller in the um in the whatever it's called oh yeah i forget the name yeah <laughs> the bar <laughs> yeah the bridge the bridge down at the, the bridge, bridge. yes yeah. right. we would have uh, abs- absolutely no yeah. i think it would have been a great model just uh, should have listened to you you knew what was going on what did he know he's a musician yeah i mean the place will have all this oozy heart now but we would have <laughs> we would have the waffle king and the bridge would have made money <laughs> that's right 
I mean, hey, I would rather if I get the choice between going to a place with waffles or no waffles, I'm picking waffles exactly. every time. I mean, I was trying to compromise waffles and, <laughs> and some music. I mean, come on. No, that was, yeah. that was a really fun character. I love the. I love that. Uh, yeah, I got to. I got. I got to come back and play some more with him too. It was a lot of fun. All the great places in Nashville have food and music. Exactly. Bluebell Cafe, places yeah. like that. This is why Treat brought me in. This is why he <laughs> he flew the Waffle King in. Too yeah. bad they didn't have you sing. Yeah, that would have been, been pretty exciting. If you put me up on stage and I would have been like Moon River would have been the best thing that the Waffles could have done. <laughs> yes. The Waffle King. That, well, that, wouldn't that be a wonderful surprise if the Waffle King was yes. actually a crooner? Like, yes. <laughs> it's just all the great oldies. Hit. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the best. You come in, you've got your waffles, then you get up there, you're singing like Bobby Darin. Like I, think, James uh, Dean. I think we have a season five surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> it would improve the show dramatically, let's I think. Bring, let's bring the Waffle King back in for a cameo where he's crooning one episode. Feel free. It's it, Hallmark, you're listening. That's the idea. I think the Waffle King was so inspired that he's now on tour as a crooner and he's going to go back to Chesapeake Shores for yeah. one episode. Yeah. Singing the, sing the bridge. And Abby can be super impressed and there's like conflict. Yeah. 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 We just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show. So we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week, um, BetterHelp. Uh, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity, problems in your relationship, um, are not dealing well with things going on in your life. And that's what therapy can be. And whatever you need, don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay. It's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies Podcasts. And listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Hallmark Keys. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> so you were on, you had a run on The Man in the High Castle. Yeah, I saw that was, on IMDb. That was amazing. That was an amazing. Yeah, so tell movie. us a little bit about that show. It's on Amazon Prime, correct? Yes. Uh, that show. Wow. Um, firstly, heavy material. The, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, the, 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 uh, basic concept of the show is what if what if the Axis won World War II? What if what if the Nazis won World War II? Uh, and essentially all of North America is split into three pieces. East of the Rockies is the American Reich. West of the Rockies is the Japanese Pacific States. And the Rockies themselves are this kind of neutral zone of, of chaos and skullduggery and everything else. But um, I played 
basically the Don Draper of the American Reich. I was like, I was like an ad man. But in that world, if you're in advertising, you're in propaganda. So I was the propaganda minister for the American Reich. And it was it was a really interesting character to play because I was shocked at how um, easy it was just to turn off that part of your brain, which I think accounts for how easy it is for dictators to take over countries. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone says it can't happen here, but if you look like, if you look at, it's, it's not like an overnight thing. It's like a 10 year transition, a, a series of like people making small concessions and like, oh, that's no big deal. That's no big deal. And all of a sudden you're, you're in a dictatorship. So it was, I was just basically, yeah, uh, instead of selling cigarettes and Cadillacs like Don Draper would have been, I was, I was selling erasing mm-hmm. history and all mm-hmm. sorts and, and, and just, uh, uh um, re- rewriting dialogue and all sorts of stuff. It was, it was, um, it was fascinating. Yeah. It was fascinating. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you start excusing away people's humanity, yeah, then it's like a slippery slope because yeah then you can do whatever you want to them because, oh, they're, they're a slave. They're, they're a whatever fill in the blank. So I don't have to treat them as well as, 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 as my family or friends or people I love. Well, and that's, that's the danger with all the labels that get put on people where it's mm-hmm. like, we call them, uh, we, we even labeling a chunk of people evil or something. Yeah. It's very like the, the small, I mean, that's, that's further down the line. At first we'll call them animals. At first we'll call them whatever it is. It's yeah. all these small dehumanizing steps. Or, I mean, the beginning is just like, oh, they're different. They're so different than us. Like, we, they can't understand. Like, all these simple, small steps. But the crazy thing about fascism is they rarely, like, yes, there'll be the discussion of other, but a lot, a lot of the conversation keeps people from even thinking about that. Yeah. Distracted on other issues. You're not even thinking about what's happening to that other group. Yeah, uh, or that you're being satiated in your immediate like desires exactly and wants, and so it's like, well, this person's giving me uh, food, it's giving me whatever I'm whatever, missing. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's fear very, is a very powerful tool. Fear mm-hmm. is a very powerful tool. Yep, very, very. I'll have to watch that show. Well, uh, it was real. I mean, it was brilliantly done. And just to be honest, and this is not like this is not tooting any horns, but they, I mean, they spent they were spending like 10, 11 million dollars an episode. Oh so gosh. they the production value on that show alone was amazing. I mean, I, one day we had over 300 extras on set as we completely remade downtown New York. Uh, we had green screens the size of buildings, like seven of them. Just it was it was uh, uh, the scope and scale of that show was stunning. I mean, it is heavy at times. Mm-hmm. It is very heavy. Sure. I mean, there's one not giving anything away, but there's one scene where people think it's snowing and it's ash from crematoriums. Like it's, oh it's, it's, yeah, it is, heavy. it's heavy, but it's I will also say it's beautiful. Yeah. And it is a testament to the, it is a testament to um, the human spirit and the will to overcome. Uh, and, uh, and it is very, very strongly anti-fascist. I will also okay. say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'll watch Hallmark and then watch. You can mix it up. Like I'll balance it out. Balance it out. Cause you know what? I think the world needs all of it. I think we need to watch okay. heavy media. We also need to watch like beautiful light, just like fun like rich, good, wholesome stories media too. Yep. So I read on IMDb that you are a professional drummer. Yeah. Well, and so I'm wondering while. about your wife. Does she hate your drumming all the time? Well, no, it's been a while. Cause uh, I, that, that's, that's one of those like fun facts, fan things. I used to drum. In fact, I, there was a point where I was deciding whether I was going to be a professional drummer or a professional actor. And the decision was kind of made for me, ironically, by a Barbie commercial. The first com- the first acting job I ever booked 
was a Barbie commercial, ironically playing a drummer. Um, and it was the same day that my band at the time was playing a live show on the radio. And I chose the commercial. Ooh. I chose the commercial. And at that point, I'm like, I think this is the path I'm taking. Yeah, and music I, lost. I was, I, I was in two bands at that point. I was in a rock pop band and a trucker band. Oh who's gonna run, run GMC <laughs> of all things. That's um, what it was called. Run GMC. Yeah, the joke, you know, run DMC, yeah, but like, yeah, oh, yeah. Run GMC, like the track. Like, like that. But it was hilarious. like this was a proper trucker band. Like there, we had a yeah. slide guitar player, we had a dedicated nice. washboard player, we had banjo, <laughs> we had everything. Like, like half of our like one of our guys worked on oil rigs and would fly in just for our shows. Like it was like this was a trucker band. They're doing so well, they're winning country awards now. I I Gosh. I left. I had to leave. Um well, both bands asked me to leave because of acting conflicts, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't, I was, I was trying to walk, like ride the fence. Yeah. Like, no, no, you gotta go. But uh, that was a whole other life. I, um, I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, small, like going on little tours, playing shows, uh, getting songs on the radio. It was a whole different life. I was a drummer for uh, yeah. a long time. Well, and we gotta I'll get you back to drumming, even yeah. just for your own enjoyment. You know, it might drive your wife crazy, but yes. you should still do it bass is an issue like i have like my office has my voice studio it's got everything else like i don't know where i'm gonna put a drum set like it, <laughs> like like i i mean i could get an electronic one that like folds up maybe but uh it would be you know what I, but i do agree with you because it, it was such a huge part of my life i know yeah. it would bring a part of me to life again if i played it so mrs panton you're listening <laughs> you need to make this happen for next birthday or christmas <laughs> oh, be great. If, if someone made one that could fold down into like a yeah. little like like one foot by like three foot like space that'd be amazing i'd get that yeah. in RV. that would be really fun uh that would be really fun well so this weekend you are in new hallmark movie so welcome back welcome back yes. to the fold it's very great exciting very great to be back <laughs> people are probably like why are you asking about hunting hallmark movies he hasn't been <laughs> It's been a little while. I mean, Chesapeake Shores was the last one. I mean, I'll tell you this though, and and we'll see where this one's going. But I shot, I shot, uh, I shot my first romantic lead in September Ooh. for a romantic comedy movie. Um, well, I, we're not sure which network it's going with yet. It might be Hallmark. It might be Lifetime. It's kind of we'll see. We'll see yeah. who puts it up. So maybe, maybe there's another Hallmark movie coming yeah. out this year as well. Do you know what um kind of theme it is as far as like when in the spring or it's summer spring. theme it's or a spring one so spring one i mean someone's gonna eh, it'll be we'll be hearing about it in the next couple of months i'm sure yeah. well we'll be covering it one way or another yeah i'm very very Down excited on about that one because also like uh no spoilers but uh my wife and i are the romantic leads in that oh. so it's a so it's a very interesting it's a it's a kind of a cool it's a cool thing that sounds That's good to have the romantic leads actually be married Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I heard they were doing more of that because of COVID. That's kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But this great. weekend, I got to tell you. Um, yeah. It was always you. I had so much fun with that team. Mm -hmm. uh, this, is my, this is my first time working with Aaron. And I've always like admired her from afar and just heard great things because because Wayne calls the hard streets in Vancouver and everyone. Well, I have so many friends who've worked on it. Uh, and Tyler, I've worked for with before on um, it. Uh, I forget the name of our Christmas movie, but it was in the year of crazy Christmas. Oh, movie. it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve with yes. Leanne Rhymes. Yes. I, right. I got to work with him that first time and we joked around and I really liked the guy. And uh, yeah, the first day when, when we ran into each other at set, it was just like, it was a reunion. He's the warmest, he is the warmest guy. Uh, both yeah, of them- so just, funny. He's very funny. And set, both of them just made set 
uh, um, really easy for me. It was really well, easy. And then Elisa Rotaro, we love her. Yeah. She's great. She's fantastic. Yeah. I've worked with her a bunch in voice as well. And she's, uh, this was actually our first time on film together, though. We, we've been in so many commercials together, her voice and everything else. Mm-hmm. She's great. And then Nelson. Yeah, love him. Longtime friends with. Um, yeah, it was a great, great, great team. Mm-hmm. So your role, are you like the other guy in this one or what's your? Um, this is a very different dynamic, I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, yes, there are some traditional aspects of the like, oh, there's the triangle. The Like, of course, of course. I mean, yeah. how else do we create conflict in, in some of these films? Like, like you gotta, like, it's not like we're introducing Godzilla, though that would be amazing. A Godzilla Hallmark movie, uh, like a love triangle in the middle of that. That'd be fun. Um, but, but, uh, but I really, really like what they've done with this movie. It's so tough for me to explain because I don't want to give it away, but Tyler and I have a relationship in the movie as well. Like there's Mm -hmm. like, we're all, everyone's kind of connected here. It's, it is, uh, um, there's some real family dynamic stuff going on. So it's, that sounds really fun. I look forward to it very much. So they did did a great job laying it out and we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And I will say that the character I'm playing is a bit of a departure for me as well. Um, you'll you'll all see when it comes out, but he's he's not someone that I traditionally play. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's he's without giving away too much. He's uh, he's almost like a hybrid of me and Niles Crane. Ooh, from like Fraser, if you remember. Yeah, that. yeah. that's enticing. Very mm-hmm. fun. I look forward to that. Yeah, very much. All right. Well, so we like to end our interviews with some fun questions. Last time you were on, you did the regular questions and then we have the holiday questions. If you put on your Christmas cap, answer some questions about the, about the holidays. Yeah. So, okay. First question. What is your, we're doing holiday questions. Yeah. We're doing holiday questions. And this will hopefully inspire them to put you in Christmas movies. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite holiday drink? Ooh. You know what? That's eggnog. I mean, eggnog. Okay. and like, yes, I do like to have my rum and eggnog too. Yeah, a little spiced. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? I really, there's two, there's two things. Um, I, I, my mom makes these mincemeat tarts, which like just only show up around, um, it's kind of a British thing, but the, the, she mm-hmm. makes these little mincemeat tarts and I love those. I also love shortbread cookies. Shortbread cookies dipped in eggnog to combine my two <laughs> is a fantastic combo. Have you have you gotten to watch Ted Lasso yet? Yes. Oh, it's yes, so the good. most like the sweetest. What I love about Ted Lasso is they're making nice guys the hero again. Yes. 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 And his biscuits that he yes. makes. Oh. It was adorable. No, that show was uh I, I loved that his just unflagging kindness and goodness one out i i think it's it's we need to see more of that it's fun to have these tv shows with like psychopaths of the leads i'm like okay that's cool but like let's let's just have a really nice person again let's show that they can win too yeah. yes in my review i said ted lasso or a smile means a lot that was my title i think that's a fantastic catch yeah. yeah so it's so good all right what is your favorite christmas song uh that or carol there's two um the one from Home Alone, I think, is hilarious. Mm. The one with the choir, the the uh, which one is it? The uh, um, 
Carol of the Bells. Yes, right? I like Carol of yeah. the Bells. I think it's Carol of the Bells. There's a couple songs from Home Alone that whenever I hear, I like. That movie just kind of hit me at right the, the right spot when I was a kid. And Same. then also, I mean, Mariah Carey's because it's been it's been it's been played. They've done so many jokes with that song. It just makes me laugh every time I hear it, and I love it also. Yeah, she's the queen of Christmas. We yeah. can't deny it. Well, all the and... memes of like of like showing her like. <laughs> like like popping out like it's five days and then her yeah, responding yeah. yeah and uh yeah i think that home alone i mean i love and, and adore home alone uh but i think that that is one of the more underrated john williams scores yes wait i that really do it's so good that was john williams well of course that, mm-hmm. i didn't even know that that's how underrated it is yeah yeah it's uh it's one of the few non steven spielberg movies that he's done no, so hit the tone or george lucas uh okay so what is your favorite classic christmas movie maybe home alone uh well is home alone a classic i guess so i think it's got yeah i think it's home alone through mm-hmm. and through that's that's my fave so i just hate that it's called a classic now because i mean no a classic <laughs> should be like it's a wonderful life but no we're we're oh. getting over so yeah that's I like know. Uh, in um uh that running joke in the spider-man movies when tom holland is like He's like, you know that really old movie, Alien? And they're like, oh, how old is this? <laughs> yeah. I know. When you're listening to the classic rock station and they start playing like George Michael. Yes. Like, well, like, I, like, I was flipping the radio the other day in my car and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is great. And then it was like Nirvana. And then they're like, yeah, next on oldies. I'm like, what? What, what do you mean? <laughs> I know. I just turned 40. It's difficult. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> What is your favorite holiday tradition? Oh, um, it's tough to do. It was it was tough to do this year. We couldn't do it because my brother lives in Columbus now and uh, wasn't able to come back for the holidays. But uh, I just like us, my family, we get all back together again. And then my, my, uh, my brother and I will watch like South Park and just laugh. And like, just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's this silly, it's this, the parents will be downstairs. And even though we're like old, we're both adults now, it's like, we'll go upstairs into the games room with the TV and like hang out like we were kids again. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then the next, get up early the next day for brunch uh, on Christmas morning and just have a big Christmas brunch together. I, uh, it's, it's not one single moment. It's kind of like the experience. And uh, I really missed it this year. Mm, me uh, too. Did as much Zoom as we could. It's different though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, my brother and I at Simpsons is that we yes. both love the Simpsons. What a long running show. Oh my God. I mean, they're still going strong. Yeah, it's really like, I, I feel like at this point it's kind of like four different television shows. Like it's, yes. it's just sort of reboots itself. Well, I mean, if you, like how much the animation has changed from the very beginning yeah. as well. It's it's a it, it's a very different feel. Yeah, even the voice acting has changed. Well, they've uh, had they've hired different actors too. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also even just like Dan Castellaneta has changed his voice quite a bit since the beginning. Over time, you know, I mean, you have to. You're getting older. Your voice is going to change. That's uh, true. So. And some of those voices you could do when you were younger are going to hurt you when you're older as well. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so what's your favorite, Scrooge or the Grinch? Oh, it's like, we talking Scrooge, duh? 
with any version okay screw just the archetype of okay, scrooge Sc versus the grinch because they're oh, both characters they hate christmas well, they the bill murray scrooged movie is amazing <laughs> like that might that that is a that is a close contender for home alone for my favorite christmas movie like yeah like if we're looking that scrooged then yeah. then he wins if we're looking at the classic like any of the other scrooges then the grinch obviously <laughs> I mean, they're like they're yeah. in a very in a very specific instance, Scrooge will beat the Grinch for me. Yeah, I think that animated original animated the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas, Fantastic. is pretty amazing. All the other versions, not my favorite, but especially that song is incredible. Oh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, yes. I wouldn't oh, touch you yeah. with a 49 and a half foot pole. Oh, so plus that was, I mean, that's, uh, oh, my brain. Why has my brain turned off? Dr. Seuss, oh, yeah, the animator, but sorry, Dr. Seuss. Oh yeah, yeah, Dr. Seuss, yeah. Template. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, what a what a wild, interesting thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. You didn't, so you didn't like Jim Carrey? Not a huge fan of that film. Gotcha. I feel like I want to wipe the screen. It all feels dirty to me. <laughs> There is a filter, yeah. It's a little. Yeah. Like, uh, and everybody looks like pigs with their noses stuck up like that. I don't like it. Oh, the who's? Yes, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Which you prefer, clear lights or colored? Oh, I like colored outside, but I like clear lights on my tree. Yeah, same. I'm the same. All right. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Oh wow! Yeah, you know what? Snowman these days. I guess I'm getting mm -hmm. older. <laughs> unless i have the height advantage if i'm on the roof i'll be in a snowball fight give me give, give, give me give me the uh the sniper point i'll be fine yeah here we go uh so are you a good gift wrapper or not oh i don't have to i yeah no i <laughs> i i when i focus i can do it but yeah. like i don't want to spend 20 minutes wrapping one present I like, for me, the thought is in what I got you. It's not how it's presented. Right. Okay, last question. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? I do not. I have a lot of ugly, weird clothes that I keep for auditions. I was just trying to think about, like, <laughs> do I have a Christmas sweater? Uh, no. You're like, all my sweaters are really cool looking. I don't well, know. No, I, I have one that's dated. Like I have an old school cable knit sweater. That's like, yeah. like it's it's not ugly, but it's like, hey, Giles, like this isn't 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> well, after um, Knives Out, you should totally bust that out. It became trendy. Well, yeah, I could, sweater. I could do it. No, um, my, my, like, I'm a bit of a pack rat when it comes to old clothes. My wife's like, Giles, get rid of these. I'm like, but well, what if I need it for an audition? <laughs> And then that one time the audition comes up, I'll be like, see? But it's like once in 10 years. Uh, um, well, get rid of all of your pack rat stuff and then you'll well, have room for the drums. Clothing. It's just the clothing. It's just like, the clothes. It's just clothing. Everything else we've gotten rid of, yeah. Because then you could have room for drums. Uh, no, I don't have, I'm not keeping anything that big. Yeah. Okay. It's just, cold. it's just like, it's like, are you ever going to wear this t-shirt that's like two sizes too small? I'm like, but I like what was written on it. It's like, okay. Uh, I know, I'm the same. Yeah, I literally have an entire closet just for my t-shirts because i have some uh, you know we're art collectors we collect art yeah, this is what right. it is they're gonna be worth something someday speaking of uh t-shirts you can get great designs at our merch store oh yeah you got a merch store that's right we do <laughs> well this was really fun i had a blast talking with you it was so much fun let's not wait three years to do it again i agree Let's, let's do it again sooner. Uh, so 
if people want to follow you, social media, all that fun stuff, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, Twitter at G underscore Panton, uh, Instagram Giles Panton. That's pretty much it. You can find me on both of those places. I I don't have a TikTok or any of that stuff, but TikTok looks really cool. Follow him and no WandaVision spoilers. Uh, um, yes, please don't. I, I mean, I'll watch it today and then I'll watch it next <laughs> Friday and then we can talk about it all you want. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we'll have all that information in the description. Make sure you follow follow Giles and you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast, a Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are watching on youtube please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we have our merch store which we so appreciate that support and our patron group check that all out and thanks again jazz this was so much fun and we'll talk to you all later bye everyone bye everyone <laughs>